Hey guys, welcome to our small episode. Uh, Sherman, take us away with a quick intro. Hey everybody, welcome to Into the 99 bonus episode where we have 99 <laughs> cards and commanders number one. I'm one of your hosts, Sherman. I am Daniel. And I'm Brian. So today we're just going to be doing a quick talk. Uh, obviously everyone has seen the shrines that have come out. They are all amazing. And we're just talking about who's the better commander option for them. So the two that we're going to go for, obviously shrines are five color. Uh, we're going to go over what they do quickly, each of the shrines, and then we're going to go into the two main commander options, in my opinion at least, which are Golos, Tireless Pilgrim, and Sisse, Weatherlight Captain. So let's go into what the shrines do first. Sherman, you take us away with them. Okay, so there's 11 shrines total. So each one basically gives you a benefit where if you control, like when you once you control a certain amount of shrines, you get a certain benefit, okay? So for for example, first one we have here is uh, Honden of cleansing fire for three and a white okay legendary enchantment shrine okay let's, let's quickly all of these are going to be legendary enchantments and that's part of why yeah, that's true it's there so so i just want to i just want to quickly put that in because it is going to take up a lot of time Long to time. say legendary in all of them I'm, but yeah they're all legendary they all trigger so what does the white do the first okay first one is at the beginning of your upkeep you gain two life for each shrine you control not Ooh. bad not great but it's not bad at all. Two, well. two life a turn, though. Nothing to scoff at. Yeah. Pretty good. Two life a turn you every have time you have those shrines. Yes. Yeah. Oh, just when you're going down the list. We're going to do Sanctum last. All right, cool. Okay, yeah. All right, I'm going to go through these as fast yeah. as I can here. Okay, so uh, Honden of Infinite Rage, two in a red. Okay, at the beginning of your upkeep, uh, Honden of Infinite Rage deals damage to target creature or player equal to number of shrines you control. Okay. Green one, Life's Web, four in a green. Okay, at the beginning of your upkeep, Put a 1-1 color spirit creature token onto the battlefield for each shrine you control, which is pretty dope. Okay. Knight's Reach, which is a black one. Three and a black. All right. At the beginning of your upkeep, target opponent discards a card for each shrine you control. Harsh. harsh. Yeah, pretty brutal, that yeah. one. These are still the old ones. We haven't even gotten into the new ones yet, okay? So once yeah. you have seven, discard your hand. Pretty much. Uh, scene Winds, blue one. Four and a blue. Okay. At the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card for each shrine you control. Really, really awesome. Yep. Okay. Draw is always good. So the new ones are all called Sanctum. Yeah. So Sanctum of Calming Waters, three in the blue. Okay. At the beginning of your up of your pre-combat main phase, you may draw X cards where X is the number of shrines you control. If you do, discard a card. Only one card. Okay. Uh, Fruitful Harvest is two in a green. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, add X mana of any one color where X is the number of shrines you control. Which is awesome. Which is really good. It's pretty common main phase too, right? So Shattered Heights, two in a red. For one mana, and you do this as many times as you want, okay? Discard a land card or shrine card. Uh, the Shattered Heights deals X damage to target creature or player where X is the number of shrines you control. It's not bad, not great, but not bad. Okay. Uh, Stone Fangs, one in a black. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, each opponent loses X life and you gain X life where X is the number of shrines you control, which is probably my favorite one. This okay. one also, it does show that they were thinking of commander. It's each opponent, not target opponent. Yeah. Mm, nice. um, and then the Tranquil Light for one single white mana. Okay. But five in a white, tap target creature. This ability costs one less for... Uh, to activate for each shrine you control. So Gross. all of, all of them are pretty solid, but they all come together nicely with this last one. Sanctum of all. So for Wooburg, all right. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may search your library and or graveyard for a shrine card and put it onto the battlefield. If you search your library this way, shuffle it. If an ability of another shrine you control triggers, well, you control six or more shrines. 
that ability triggers an additional time. And that is the key here. Oh, wow. So you get the double trigger. So anything that brings like a Paradox Haze, for instance, if you have two upkeeps, you're going to get four triggers per shrine if you have any of the other five out. That is awesome. While you control six or more shrines, this is a shrine. So this and any five others is going to trigger twice with six on the board. So looking at it that way, Honden of Seeing Winds is going to draw you 24 cards with the Paradox Engine. Yeah. You're going to have, if you don't have it, or not Paradox Engine, Paradox Haze, uh, Honden of Infinite Rage is going to smash someone for 12 damage if you have six shrines out. Yeah. If you have all of the shrines out, 22 damage. If you have all of the shrines out, 22 spirits. 22 mana in your upkeep. Four people discarding uh, 11 cards a turn. It's wow. so, so hilarious. And this is why people are going crazy. I yeah. understand why I saw the one post that was on that was on uh, Twitter about... Or no, it was on Reddit about the guy raging about shrines. Well, yeah. So so the thing is, they, they do get really, really, really strong. The weakest shrine, in my opinion, of this is the red one. The white one, it's... Sure, it's expensive to tap, but it's very, very easy to get out. It's one white. It's not costly. It's going to trigger your other shrines. It does let you tap other creatures. And the ability to pump white mana into just tapping a board down is exceptionally strong. Especially, we, we've seen in a five color how easy you can get lots of mana going because you're going to run a big ramp package. And then you're going to run things like a Dryad of Elysian Grove, a Prismatic Omen, Chromatic Lantern. And just the ability to tap down every threat eventually at one mana a cost the whole way around really is going to lock the board state down. And these are legendary artifacts? Legendary shrines. Legendary enchantments. Yeah. Oh, and no one really runs enchantments. Enchantment destruction is one of the hardest. And let's reread that Sanctum of All. Yeah, Sanctum of All. At the beginning of your upkeep, you can search your library and or graveyard for a shrine and put onto the battlefield. You need to remove it from game. You need to exile it. So like... So you need to you need you need enchantment exile to get rid of these hond like the hondens or the sanctums, or you need to be able to get rid of that. And people don't run enough enchantment removal at all in general. Yeah. So that is obviously a problem. The white isn't the weakest one. What I think is the weakest one is the sanctum of shattered heights until you put something else in the deck. So sanctum of shattered heights again is that one and discard a land or shrine. Number one, with the Honda out and all these shrines triggering, you're going to outdraw your deck. You you have the ability to draw so much, so that ability to have the discarding lands where you'd have to discard them anyways is very, very important. But it can only hit creatures and planeswalkers, which does make it a little weaker than the other one. The workaround for that is the card Repercussion, an enchantment that whenever a creature takes damage, its controller takes that much damage as well. It is a, it's a red enchantment, again, very on theme for this enchantment-based deck, and it's awesome. That or things like, uh, I think it's Stuffy Doll that whenever it's yeah. dealt damage you, you want to have something to direct the damage at so that you can still bolt your opponents with this card. Otherwise, it still works and functions as creature or planeswalker removal. It's not the worst, but I just do think it is significantly weaker when you look at the Stone Fangs, for instance. The, effect, the ability just even for one in a black, for everyone to lose a life and you to gain a life every turn for one shrine, it's already great. And it just gets better and better and better. With every shrine out, if you have all 11, you're going to be hitting again for 22 every turn. You'll drain the table for 22 and gain Yeah, 22. it's not damage. It's actually like life loss. Yeah. Loses wow. X life, right. you gain X life. Yeah. It's very, very strong. And again, like some of the other ones, like the... 
The Sanctum of Calm Waters, I believe, is better than the other Honden because it's at the beginning. You may draw X cards. You do not have to. So the the blue Honden is great, but you must draw it. If you do not have the cards, you will kill yourself if you must draw it. Or if you have a Lab Maniac, you win. Yes, exactly. But like when you just when you compare the White Sanctum and the Red Sanctum to like the Fruitful <laughs> Harvest, the at X mana of any one color, that's just such a good card. So so good, and the ability again for that to trigger twice. Uh, uh, every one of these triggers very simple math if you have all of them there's 11 and if they trigger twice that's that 22 mana of any one color is busted yeah there's 22 mana is enough to win the game generally yeah generally I, I, I would i would hope so yeah and so that kind of gets into why we want to talk about which commander to go with because i i believe personally that golos or sisse are the best two so let's talk about golos first obviously he's five colors He's a five mana, three, five. What I like the most about Golos specifically is that he has the ability to mana fix. He has an ETB when he enters. You may search your library for any land, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. So he is really good at fixing that Wooberg problem that you're going to face. Then he also has Wooberg in two, so he has the mana sink. Exile the top three cards of your library. You can play them without paying their mana cost. So he he does have some benefits to him where he he has another Wooberg sink. You're playing Wooberg. Uh He's five mana, so it really doesn't matter if you don't have the right colors to get him in. You can fix it really, really easy. There's there's definitely good benefits to running him. The other option, Sherman, do you have Sisse up? Uh, so Sisse, I don't, but uh, off memory, basically... I, I've got her here. Oh, okay, worry, cool. Her, yeah. So Sisse, Weatherlight Captain, is a legendary creature, a human soldier. She's two and a white for a 2-2. Two, two. She gets 1-1 one, one for each color among other legendary permanents you control. And she has, for Wooberg, search your library for a legendary permanent with CMC cost less than her power, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. So it's crazy. And, like, both these cards, like, after the Shrine Story announced and everything, everyone's been running down to the LGS trying to buy the copy so they can make this deck. And this deck is silly. Well, this almost does seem like it was designed for her because you can only fetch permanents under her CMC. Yeah. So with Wooburg available, you can very easily go and fetch the shrine that's one cost, followed by the two cost red shrine or the black or two cost black shrine, three cost red shrine, four cost and so on and so forth. So you can get her power up pretty, pretty quickly. But the other thing to the other advantage of her is Golos's sync. It lets you cast those spells without paying their mana cost. You can't really do that on someone else's turn unless you have a flash ability. Whereas Sisse searches for a legendary permanent. It is not cast, so they'd have to have something to counter the ability, and it's put onto the battlefield. You can do it at instant speed. If you have a Seedborn and Wooberg, you can do it four times. So I just kind of want to get everyone's quick thoughts here on. What makes which one would you go with? And if there's another one you would go with, ooh, I don't know, Brian. Do you, would you which one would you go for first? And for sake of ease and the ability to cast stuff during other people's turn, just so you're not waiting, I'd have to say Sisse. Sisse does seem really, really good. That's the option that I finally settled on because my brother made a similar deck and his went Sisse. And just that ability to go and tutor those ones you're looking for, it, it's the built in tutor. Tutors are expensive in general, yeah, yeah. But Golos, like I've seen so many Golos decks where they're just, they go off. And, and I think that's one of the big things to remember is that Golos is just so generic that you can do anything with Golos. You can play Golos whatever tribe you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I do think that Sisse has some good advantages. So let's talk a little bit before we go here. Again, a short episode today. We're just talking about the benefits of them. 
what would you put in the Sissé deck? If you know that legendary permanents are going to be there, you know Wooberg, is there, like, what would be your go-to to start? Ooh. We, none of us have, like, any EDH rec lists or anything up like that. We're just we're just talking about what we have and what we'd put in, and is would, there any sub-theme you'd go in? Well, I, you know me. I did a jank thing, but I would definitely put in my usual ramp package because I'm in green. Yep. Okay. Um, there's a reason why I'm not a big fan of green, just because I always, I tend to put in the same things and I rarely change it up. So, you know, the cultivates, Kodama reaches and all that stuff, just so we can mana fix. Yeah, of right? course. Yeah. Obviously. Migration path, you're... Yeah. Um, I wouldn't bother any, with any tutors. I would put in a bunch of protection for Sissé, because Sissé is the tutor that's going to grab everything for me. So I would put in a bunch of stuff to protect Sissé, no matter what. That's all a great things. point. Yeah. Because, like, you're, you're going to have, like... All the equipment, like the Lightning Greaves and Swiftfoot Boots. Um, Neurox Stealth Suit is one of my favorites for... Oh, that is a great one. Yeah, because it's an instant speed move. Um, you move you're moving the equipment, equipping different things, right, for two blue, right? It's an underplayed card, in my opinion. A lot of people mention it, but no one really plays with it, all right? So um, on top of that, you're, you are in blue, so you have a lot of ways to protect it. You're in white, so you have a lot of things to, ways to, to make it indestructible or protect as well. Yeah. But with me, um, even though we're playing with all five cards, we're playing on our shrines, I would literally just put in like maybe two basic lands of each other, of, uh, black, uh, red, and, uh, white, and ramp it with nothing but green and blue. Well, that, that is another good nuts. point to remember. You don't just because it's five color doesn't mean you have to build five color. No, because like you're you're if you're going to put in the cultivates and the Kodama reaches or anything, just put in two of each color that you kind of need. Fetch the lens you need. Yeah. Yeah, and everything else, just make it so that you're consistent with everything. So like, if I'm putting in the ramp package for green, I'm going to put in like twenty forests and like you know and like fifteen lands or, or islands or something like that. And then the rest, like, I color fill with whatever, because I know I'm going to fetch those lands, whether it's going to be with a spell or, like, uh, Evolving Wild or something like that. And that's what I would do, at least. Well, speaking of that as well, another thing to remember is that you can fetch the legendary lands. You can go and get a Sarah Sanctum with it. And, again, you're running enchantments, so probably going to pay off to get that white mana there. Yeah. But you can also get things like a Gaius Cradle or any other of the legendary lands. You can go fetch them out. You can go grab Urborg the first turn that you have Wooburg available if you want to have everything swamp-related. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. And also, like, I, I think for me, I'd probably be going uh, essentially the same land ramp package. So all those cultivates, um, I would probably be running most of my... Because you're going to be doing your damage mainly with the shrines. Like, You'd hope shrine. so, right? Yeah. Or shrine-related things. Yeah. So I'd probably be getting, like... A, all the indestructible, so heroic intervention gives all my permanents indestructible, uh, and to fear's protection to be able to if there's a wipe that's coming, that's destroy all all permanents that I'm able to bounce and protect myself. Uh, other than that, I'd probably be just looking for other legendary items. Uh, I I don't know if I'd run any non-legendary stuff, so I'm able to do the search. So if there is something that I need, that I know that I can fetch it with my commander. Well, running Sissé in this manner also allows you to have tutorable Planeswalkers at instant speed, which is nothing to shake your head at. That is a very, very strong ability. Uh, one of the best cards to tutor up in this deck, in my opinion, Blackblade Reforged, because the 1-1 for each land you control is going to make Sissé hit that extreme power spike that you need to get anything. And, you know, a few lands deep, because she also gets 1-1 for each color among other legendary permanents. 
you can be pulling the Titans out of your deck pretty easy. You can be pulling things like Legacy Weapon out, where remove permanent from the game. Like, Oof. there's a lot of really, really good cards to search with. Keep in mind, though, like, like a lot of people mentioned these things, but like, there's a lot of other things that are legendary that make it very that are in a sense kind of salty, but yet not people kind of accept it. So, so one of them is going to be um Hammer of uh, Naz- oh Hammer of Nazan, amazing, yeah, amazing yeah. equipment. It's going to I never get, even thought of putting that one in. Yeah, because it makes them indestructible. Right, so that's our. So you don't have to worry about heroic intervention and all that stuff. I believe it attaches to a creature when it enters too, does it not? Um, for the first time, yeah. And then after that, you have to equip it, okay? And then you have other things, um, where it's like, uh, shall I? Oh, Shalai is another one yeah. you can go grab because this is legendary. Mm-hmm. It's only a hexproof. Yeah, yeah, and it's a four cost, right? So if you're having all of this extra ma- extra mana, you can just pump it if you really want, but. Once again, you're protecting it. You have a flyer. It's annoying, okay? And you can use this as sort of like an offshoot, like secondary win. Your main win is trying to get the shrines out. But at the same time, you want to distract people. Mentioning Shyla as well, you can tutor out Avacyn. Yeah. Yep. And oh, also, man, like any uh, what? Oh, Aegis of the Gods. Isn't he a legendary creature? Oh yeah, that you have hexproof. Yeah. Yep. He only costs two. <laughs> yeah. Very very. Oh no, That's, he's he's not legendary. No, he's, he's just an enchantment. Oh, okay. But still. If you're running enchantments in general, you're going to be running a package that supports enchantments and getting them back. So, but you can also fetch the planeswalkers from Words of Spark that give you hexproof and stuff like that. Yep. Like, how many of them have passive abilities that are low casting cost in Word of Spark? Let's face it. Yeah, okay? that's very true. Uh, I think it's Teo, the Light Shield one, the white one. Yeah, I think yeah, he's, gi- hex- and he's the, hexproof. Yeah, yeah, gives you hexproof, and for a minus two, it gives you a zero three defender. And you can do that twice before it gets down to one or something a, like that. A really interesting thing about a deck like this is that it it's going to be enchantment-based mostly a lot of the time if you're building into the Shrine Path. And as we talked about earlier, there's not much that deals with them, especially when Sanctum of All is A, tutorable, and B, you can bring your other Shrines back from the graveyard. All you have to do really is protect that Shrine. You know one way to give yourself Flash with the say I just realized? First thing you go for, if you well, we're not really the first thing, but once you get up there, first the first thing you would go for is wrath, capuchin. Yep. Okay, because now all your historic get flash, right? Well, and if you go, especially uh, the deck that I built, we're we're gonna put up some pictures of it at some point throughout the week. But the one I built is all enchantment based. But I also think that a legendary straight out theme would be exceptionally good in this deck. That's just annoying. <laughs> I, I do think for this this commander comparison that Sisse just comes out on top. Like the more By I look far. at it, Sisse just seems so much better. We we've, we've only talked about Sisse. We yeah, we haven't even touched Golos. Golos. And Golos, like once again, Daniel, you said it can you can build almost anything around Golos. But- Golos is exciting, but again, Sisse's just ability to make a unique deck and then you know, just do things that you can't in a normal deck, right? Like Again, you can go fetch Elish Norn out. You can get all the Praetors. It's five color. You can you can do a Praetor-themed shrine deck. Yeah. Shrine of the Praetors. You do need people to serve at the shrines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, there's just... With Sisse, it seems the possibilities are endless. I do want to mention one more card before we finally go here. And it's Honorworn Shaku. Honorworn Shaku is a mana rock that taps for one colorless. And it lets you tap legendary permanents to untap Honorworn Shaku. Yeah, artifact. Yeah, so you can you can go and you can basically turn all those planeswalkers you're fetching into mana generation, 
And if you fetch that new nonsense card that they brought out, Chromatic Orrery. Yes. Oh, it's yes. so good. Well, and Chromatic Orrery as well. If you fetch Chromatic Orrery to the battlefield, if Sisei's power hits seven, you can just tap Chromatic Orrery and trigger Sisei again. So once you have Sisei at power seven and Wooburg available, you can Chromatic Orrery tap again and fetch twice for one Wooburg. So realistically, if you wanted to just go very deep into it, you could get that Chromatic Orrery to the Jingatha or Gigantha, whatever it is, go into your next turn and have three fetches available to start your turn off. That's amazing. That's busted. Ah, that's awesome. Um, let us tell uh, tell us what you think. Let us know if you're going to play something like this. Uh, are you excited for the Shrines? I know that I was as soon as they came out. And yeah, thank you guys for tuning into this shorter episode. Let us know what you think, guys. All right, cool. Um, and Brian, do you have anything? Uh, share your lists. I'm, I'm sure that, they, like we mentioned all the time, everyone everyone builds their decks differently. We, we love going through and checking out deck lists of what uh, our followers build. And do you know what? It gives us ideas. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, and even I think honestly, just seeing the way the three of us would build Sisse would be very different. So I, I would love to see how other people are as well. That's the beauty of the the three of us. Well, the four of us, including Hope, but she's not here right now. Yeah, but, Hope's off working. Yeah. So, but we all have. You, you guys listened to us enough times by now. You guys all know we build way differently. So, but like, yeah, hit us up. Um, we definitely wanted to take a look at it. If you guys want uh, suggestions, we'll we can definitely do that as well. But other than that, you know, hit up hit us up on Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, we have a Discord server, yeah. Discord server, very, very active Discord server. We have a website where we're releasing articles constantly. Daniel actually released one not too long ago. Yeah, make sure uh, we have great writers. Make sure you check them yeah, out. Give them partners. a follow on Instagram, interact with them. Yeah. Um, other than that, I have nothing else to add, so I'll catch you all later. See ya.